Hey everybody, welcome back to Nowhere Left Behind. It's me, Brian, here in North Texas, and I am drinking a beer that just was released to our market this year from Cigar City Brewing in Tampa Bay, Florida. Really the only thing good out of Tampa Bay. This is Guayabera. This is their Citra Pale Ale from Cigar City. It is quite delectable. It is, uh, as the name sounds, all Citra all day packed into a nice 5.5% alcohol. It smells like it smells like I just spilled beer on my leg. Off to a great start this this evening. Uh it literally smells just like a fruit bowl in this glass. It's fantastic. So, I'm happy. Cigar City's in Texas. I've already bought a six-pack of Highlight. Can fantastic. I can I see the can really quick? The one that I'm drinking right now? Yeah. I think I okay. So full disclosure, I'm pretty sure I butchered the name on the can, but uh, we're gonna try it out there. No, that's yeah, Guayabera. Um, Guayabera. <laughs> yeah, sure. Guayabera. Then they'll just hold your mouth open at the end, and then so, it makes sense. <laughs> it's funny. So <laughs> you know, okay. So you know how you have guayaba, which is like guava, right? Okay. What they named that beer after, and I just wanted to be sure that the Spanish, the the spelling is the same because this can be spelled like a similar sounding word is spelled a specific manner, and it doesn't mean what I thought it meant. They spelt it in the way that it would mean the traditional Cuban shirt. I was gonna say it looks worn. like homeboy in the in the photo. First off, he looks like Doctor Krieger from <laughs> Archer. But for any Archer fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But his shirt is like the old school bowling shirt. Bowling yeah, shirt that's what it pockets. is. So yeah, it's a Guayabera. It's it's like so. If you really want to class it up, and and you want something that's really light, but looks like you're pretty fancy, these shirts are great. I highly recommend them. Get them fitted though, because they can also look like you're wearing a curtain. Perfect. If you get them a little bit fitted. They look really good. They're not cheap because they're normally handmade because most of the time, um, yeah, I mean, they, they don't do well in America except in the Latin American community, but they're great shirts. Highly recommend. Well, you learned something new here on Nobody Left Mind. You look, look fancy as fuck in the uh, Latin American communities around America. <laughs> no, you don't need to. I mean, wear it out to dinner. Anybody can wear them. It's a nice shirt. Well, they're nice shirts. Going off what you said, man. Just going off what you said. Right. They're linen, like really nice and light and comfortable, and I like them. I'd I'd wear them more if my if your Viking uh, sweater wasn't on. Afford it. If your your if what if your Viking sweater wasn't on you right now. <laughs> if I wasn't wearing my dig sweater, I would wear this more. Yes, it's okay. over, Frank. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> it, is. it is over. I'm wearing this as a. Hey, it's really cold in my house because one of my HVAC units isn't working, and it decided to be cold again today. Mm. Um, <laughs> we've got to be so close to the end of this shit. Like it's been terrible. Sorry, Brian. Cigar City's in Texas, <laughs> all over Texas, North Texas. I don't know, man. This one caught me caught me at a left. 
I had no idea. Usually I'm up on the beer releases and when they're, you know, when they're going to be launching cigar city just literally came out of nowhere. I saw a posting about it on Sunday, like, Hey, come out to the launch party. And I thought to myself, the fuck, when is okay. it? When did this happen? Uh, now cigar city is owned by a parent company, uh, that owns Oscar blues as well. And if you remember from way back, we talked about Oscar Blues opening up a brewery in Austin. And uh, rumor has it that, and not rumor, it's documented that they've been brewing highlight out of that Oscar Blues facility when the Tampa facility is over capacity. So Cigar City has oh, had, wow. Cigar City has been registered to sell in the state of Texas. It's just one of those, I guess, legal things where if they're going to produce it here, that has to be legal to sell here. So mm-hmm. they've had package approval, label approval, and keg approval here for a little over a year, but they never got here. So this week, when they turned it on, they're rolling out. And from what I can tell, they so they'll be. Sorry, I was gonna say they. Yeah. From what I can tell, they redid all their all their label design um, from the way it was. And Is it fucking kidding me right now? Okay, cool. This is just great. Just threw shit all over my brew room. Anyway, the <laughs> these new labels are the are the uh, North Texas is the first place to get their new artwork um, from what it used to look okay. like. So pretty cool stuff. So they they like I'm reading up on it a little bit more. There's there's a craft beer news called the Full Pint. Yeah, so and... yeah, the Full Pint guys. They they also have a podcast. And if you ever oh, want to okay. go listen to how bad your beer selection is, you can go listen to Full Pint. And they'll yeah, and then you can come back here and we'll accept have fun. You. We'll accept you with open arms. Yeah. So this uh, the story says they're going to be selling keg and twelve ounce cans of Highlight um, and Gaiabera. Like that's what we're getting initially. So there's so. also Tampa Lager is here. It launched this week as well. And from okay. what I, and from what I hope I hope on all things that Invasion Pale Ale comes to our market. Invasion Pale Ale is literally. It's it's tits. It is the best of the best. I have not had a okay. better pale ale in my life. But it's an IPA. No, it's a pale ale. Just a straight pale ale. It's five and a half percent. Oh, okay. They just happen to call it Invasion. Didn't actually have the... Okay, fair in, enough. Because you know sometimes they do, they do the play on the acronym. And... Yeah, no, this one, it's it's low lower ABV. It literally, as soon as I tasted it, I wanted to be on a beach under like a nice like little freaking grass covering and just drowning in this beer. It was fantastic. It's like that same that same feeling you get when you drink that really ice cold Presidente or Presidente yes. Light. Yes. It like it's just like perfect for yeah. the moment. Yeah. And it was so perfect in that uh Marriott Hotel in Pensacola, Florida that I had to go back to the uh, Publix and buy three more six packs for the 5 days that I was in Florida. And I killed oh, every. Nice. I killed every one of those damn beers while it was in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, when it's a good beer, it's a good beer. It is okay. So enough about me. Let's talk about you, um, Frank. You're you're down in Austin, and I almost almost uh, tore down the fourth wall in radio and said you're back down in Austin after joining us. But the listeners don't. Oh know yeah, that would have been us. such a spoiler. And so, uh, and I'll I'll just tease this, and then I'll let you go on to what you're drinking. But 
Um, listeners, be sure to uh, check out your podcast feed. We got a little special episode. We'll probably drop sometime this weekend for you, and uh, you won't want to miss it. Okay, that's all I'm going to say, Frank. Uh, what are you drinking? How yeah, you, and how I, think, you been? I think we're going to make it a, at least a, like a quarterly feature. So we're going to try to make this happen if the once f- every couple months. If the feedback is good, y'all just let us know. Y'all give on, us some good feedback on this one because I had a great time. It was a good one. Um, <laughs> A lot of intensity. There's a lot of fire with the uh, the old no beer left behind political talk, which was good. Um, so I, yeah, no, I'm drinking actually some uh, Lanskrin Pinotage tonight. I am drinking beer, or sorry, <laughs> god damn it, drinking wine because um, the the beer in my house is actually dry. I don't have any beer in the fridge at the moment. I don't, um, I don't which, understand how that happens. Well, it's beyond me. You have a dad that distributes wine. It happens very quickly. I, I, really, you, like, I really wish I, I meant to send you back with some fresh uh, everything rhymes with orange from Rough Tail. Mm. I had all of the best the best intentions to send that back with you, and then I just forgot. Just straight. Well, forgot. don't worry about it. You enjoy that, and then the next time I'm up for your birthday, we'll enjoy whatever you get us presents. So can't be a good wait. Time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, uh, spoiler, I, I did go up to, uh, B-Rise house this weekend, had a great time. Um, was just there for a night because, uh, the wife wanted to buy a saddle, which we bought and now it's too large for the horse. So now we have to return and reverse a transaction that is not like $150. So (laughs) this will be fun. A lot of trust involved here. How much too big was this saddle for the horse? Is it like a? No. Please tell me it looks like a treehouse built on the backside of this horse. No, 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 no. Okay, it's not. It's not that much too big. It's probably about an inch and a half to two inches, but it's big enough to where it's getting, like it's it's hitting her where her leg folds when she runs, so it'll chafe, and then it might get infected. So you get like, I th- yeah, I horses. Think you're talking about the horses, horse. like. When they say don't throw stones in a glass house, they're really talking about horses. Because horses are like glass. Like, these things, one thing goes wrong, and the entire system just implodes on itself. Frank, just so we're clear, that is 100% not what that saying is about. That is what the saying is about. Uh, Horses are the the last people to cast stones, is what that (laughs) saying is referring to. You know the horses can't talk, right? (laughs) Well, I do hear them uh, neighing. And talking a lot of shit. So Frank's the horse whisperer. Um, he steers all the conversations that horses have. Actually, that's uh, absolute first qualification for marrying a horse person. So if you can't speak horse, don't even bother. I don't know what I I'm mean. allergic to. Him. I'm just really good at There's... talking to horses. That's yeah, a horse <laughs> whisper. A horse voice. I watch. I Come watched on. Sleeping Beauty once. I'm qualified. It's fine. Are you eating uh, just tums? Don't right be now? allergic. I'm. I'm allergic to horses. So. Are you eating tums right now? I yeah. I normally eat them like candy. They're like Mentos. That can't be healthy. Gross. That is not. <laughs> I'm kidding. Healthy. No, I'm not eating. <laughs> I've got the so. I mean, for those who have heard a couple times, I do record in the winters from the laundry room because you have no friends. Yeah. Well, it's cold outside. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be sitting outside. Um, okay, sorry. So, unrelated. Uh, my my comment. No, I had this massive sticker on the front of my um, washer that says "Digital Inverter, Ten Year Warranty," and I've left it on there, thinking, "Hey, 
like grinds my gear style, most of these stickers look better on than me trying to get them off, right? No. Samsung actually put a sticker on the front of this laundry machine, washing machine, that uh, peels off very easily. So big ups to Samsung. Villem, up in Tulsa. <laughs> Proper Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. Be on your toes up there in Tulsa. We're coming we, to you. Yeah, that was very abrupt. <laughs> Tilly Willy. What? Right, that's what we call Tulsa. Uh, Tully. Tully Man, if, I'd have whiplash right now if this were like a vehicle making turns. <laughs> wait, wait, we're off the road and you're now in a ditch? <laughs> <laughs> Especially, yeah, you probably flipped it over. Um, it's going well, Frank. Thank you. I'm drinking. That's good. What are you drinking? I'm drinking. I'm drinking an Anthem Uroboros Stout. It went back Ooh. to a uh, tried and true because the liquor store that I went to today decided that their beer was really expensive. They were selling some six packs of Boulevard for like. 15 14 15 dollars oh no you way. saw you saw six packs what? of their yeah okay so they're uh barrel aged beers so whiskey whiskey barrel stout and bourbon barrel quad did were those what you were looking at uh yeah yeah this i think one of them was the one of them was like a last i don't remember last something but yeah, the barrel aged quad came up, but that was a four pack. I want to long, say long strange triple. Or... Yeah, maybe that. That might have been it. Yeah, so those beers are usually really, I mean, typically really high in alcohol. Right, and I get that. And then maybe those were priced right, but like even some of the more standard boulevards were just like fucking crazy. I mean, like I think they had Marshall in there for like twelve bucks or something, which like yeah. around town here, I don't know, I don't know what it costs down by you guys, but around town here, it's not. Well, it's infinite down here because we don't get Marshall. But uh, uh, no, does Marshall make it out of Oklahoma? No, no. Wow. But I, I know what you're saying. Though, <laughs> like your local beers should be somewhat reasonably priced. They shouldn't be in like a super premium category. Right. I'm like ten bucks. You know, like mm-hmm. twelve probably. Hey, anyway, but don't worry. Brewers are getting a massive tax cut. But this liquor, <laughs> this liquor store was also right across the street from TU campus. So I feel like that had. You know, I was playing into the whole thing. They're gouging. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, probably a little. You know, bit. School's back in session. Everything goes up three bucks. <laughs> Gouge the shit out of them. Bleed them dry, motherfuckers. Well, you guys remember Browns? That prime location. I, I swear, the only reason they charge three bucks more is because students could walk there. I didn't feel like Browns really gouged much. Honestly, dude, like, dude, when you go to that crappy liquor I, store, as over, a broke ass college student, I could afford. When you compare it to Mickey's, yeah. Mickey's was the one that was next to the G unit. Dude. They were about four to five dollars more it per was, handle. It was than Mickey's was awesome. <laughs> that, that Where liquor, is Mickey's? It's or right. Was. It was right next to Christie's Toy Box. No, no. Uh, yeah, right next to the adult store. So well, like, no one wanted to park there. Out there. Yeah, I mean, like uh, that's so difficult to get to. We I mean, no, like, no, rock bottom pricing. No, it's not that far. <laughs> it's over in those apartment complexes, though. So they knew they were getting foot traffic. It's uh, where the commuters live. Yeah. Okay, but to be fair, it's not, that is not a friendly walking area necessarily. It no, was, it wasn't it's then, not. but it is now. It's actually. Yeah. It, Do they have whole, a sidewalk there now? Yeah, there's a sidewalk that runs all the way north to out by. Uh, White Barn, whatever that road was out there, like there's, yeah. a, there's, it's legit now. now when we lived out there, I had to walk through <clears throat> the power plant to get home 
one night after I got drunk at the Mexican food restaurant, uh, there's like this little power, whatever, power substation. There's a lot of humming and electrical electrocution signs. Right. Yeah. Well, I was drunk as shit and navigating oh, back to G unit. And I kept telling myself, don't touch that fence. And I was like, I really want to touch that fence. And I was like, don't touch that fence. And I really want to touch that fence. And then by the time I got the nerve up to go touch the fence, cause I convinced myself that there's no way that it's going to electrocute me. I was already past Happy Moon, that shitty Asian restaurant by the apartment, so I couldn't go back. <laughs> it was Thank really, God. really drunk. I don't think the fence would have electrocuted you, but isn't there, like, barbed wire on the top of it? There's a, yeah, there's a lot of barbed wire. Like, it was like, <laughs> it's barbed wire wrapped in broken glass. Willem, <laughs> you didn't know back in the day, Brian used to walk with uh, chain link fence cutters? Yeah, a bolt cutter. <laughs> walker. It was like a little holstered... Mm-hmm. <laughs> little holstered uh, wire Tele- telescoping arms <laughs> yeah and I used to carry bur- burlap sacks in my back pocket so I'd throw them over the razor wire so I can climb in and break into places <laughs> give me a second yeah. I need a boost over this wall Derek. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> oh god anyway, Brian how's our Instagram looking these days uh, beautiful uh, if you haven't followed us on Instagram and you're listening to this right now get your goddamn life if you don't have an Instagram create one go follow us because that's where all the gold's at yeah I mean I'll it, tell you what it looks better than uh, Derek's girlfriend's car after hitting a person okay alright it does <laughs> there's less blood <laughs> that's for sure Actually, I don't know. There, oh, I, we do have that picture of Frank's <laughs> finger on our Instagram, so there's about equal amounts of blood on our ooh, Instagram ooh, and the bumper ooh. of the car. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. But yeah, serious. In all seriousness, folks, go check it out at No Beer Left Cast on Instagram. Every now and then, we'll cross post to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but sometimes I don't post to Facebook because sometimes Instagram forgets which Facebook it's supposed to post to. It's supposed to post to. I I nailed it too, um, mm-hmm. and it'll post to my personal Instagram account, and that leads to a that lot you're of intending to post to is what you're. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it posts to my personal inst- uh, Facebook account, which is not good. It leads to a lot of questions around the office. A lot of questions as to why are you drinking that, Brian? You're drinking a lot. You're drinking a lot of a lot of stuff, and it just it's it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 not a good look. Anyway. So yeah, so Willem, you're drinking Uroboro Stout from Anthem out of Oklahoma City. Uh, did you know one of the most underrated breweries in Oklahoma? I'm, that place is great. I'm quite a fan of Anthem. I really like their limited release yeah. stuff. Have you had any of their? They do a really good job. They do a really good job with stouts too. Sorry, no. I to get that in. Did uh, Willem have you ever had any of their limited beers? Uh, name some of them. I'll tell you if I've had them. There's Pappy Burleson. There's uh, the Lost Ogle. That's a aged Pappy Van Winkle. I had the Van Lost Van Ogle. Uh, is not aged on Pappy Van Winkle barrels, Frank. Thanks. Uh, there's yeah. also <laughs> there's also Ouroboros Stout aged on whiskey barrels, which I believe y'all ah, had at Parker's dude. house on okay. the Sharing Shirts episode. Yeah. So you I just did. you answered a question for me, which is. They used to sell these in four packs. Why are they selling them in sixes now? Now you've answered that. Yeah, that was delicious. And I also felt like this had – it wasn't quite as rich as I remembered it being because I hadn't had it since then. And yeah. now it all makes perfect sense. You broke your, taste, you broke your taster on yeah. the old big, big beer. 
Fucking premium shit, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I've had so I've had the Ouroboros with the barrel aged, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Lost Ogle for sure. The Lost Ogle is interesting. It's an Imperial Oktoberfest beer. The one that I had was badly infected. <laughs> oh God! It was a miserable experience. But their Peppy Burleson is a wheat wine, which is a pretty it's an odd style because not many people brew a wheat wine, which is essentially over 50% of the fermentables in the beer come from wheat malt. Anyway, then it's a, I think it's also aged on some sort of spirit barrel and it's not Pappy Van Winkle. Uh, they named it Pappy Burleson because of some dude's grandpa. Uh, they, that's what they called him. Anyway, that is an 18% beer and it comes in a 750 milliliter bottle. It is, it's a drinking experience. I had one by myself one night, and I was done. I was completely done for the night. <laughs> wow. It was good, though. It was a very good drinking experience. Um, so, enough about me. Let's talk about you. Frank, let's address the giant purple sweater in the room. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. So... Th- we don't really need to delve too deep into this topic, but um, it's difficult uh, after seeing the Vikings go through all of the years of disappointment, come up once again to the the cusp and then just fall flat on their face. It's like, it's the reason that Minnesota can't have nice things. Like there's (laughs) always some fucking massive, just, tanking session that's about to take place the closer you get. So this year, our reward for years and years and years of suffering without appearing in a Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl, whatever, our reward was a catch that gave us gave us hope. It's like the cruelest Viking fan reward ever, right? Like, oh, we are now in the NFC Championship game playing against a backup quarterback who then throws five touchdown passes. What a dick. Nick Foles, could you not just, like, break your arm on the way to the stadium that day? Give us a chance. Oh, man. It's real bad, man. But, yeah, I, like, I mailed it in at halftime. After after they drove down and scored 10 points in two and a half minutes, I was like, it's over. There's no way. This is done. Funny thing about the whole thing is now the Eagles will play in Minneapolis for the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl. (laughs) Against... And some have My pointed out that that's a very Panthers. that that is a very uh, Minnesota finish season. <laughs> <laughs> and them winning the Super Bowl would be the most Minnesota finish in the history of like, <laughs> everything. It's like now these people are literally dancing on our grave. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm surprised that and maybe maybe that's what turns this bitch around though. Like this, at some point, you can't be this bad consistently or this good. And this bad at the same time so consistently. Like, it just can't happen this many times. It's worth pointing out that the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. And they are one of the original NFL teams. And they've been to six. Like, six or seven Super Bowls. And they've never won one. What, what was? I thought they've only been to, like, one other... Or, like, one or two Super Bowls. No, they used to go consistently in the early NFL days. And then, actually, in Super Bowl one, it was the Vikings against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
the Vikings were favored <laughs> again by like 24 points and they got their asses beat. <laughs> like, <laughs> it all started then. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Brian, you're, you're, you are opening a wound, my friend. Let me tell you, th- I was, this team. I was actually referring to the death of Tinky Winky, the purple Teletubby. <laughs> Oh, I was referring no, to we're the giant the purple. <laughs> in the... I'm so, so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. Brian had that one cocked and loaded the day Tinky Winky died. I did. That motherfucker was set. And when he sh- when Frank sauntered up to the microphone in his purple sweater, I was like, Got him. Here I'm sorry. we go. No, uh, I was referring to the loss of your dear sweet baby Vikings. Uh, yeah, it's been rough, man. It's been I'm, rough. So we've been to five Super Bowls, not won one. We won an NFL championship, which was essentially just the NFC. Um, so yeah, it's it's been real, real, real rough. The the ticket prices have been plummeting for obvious reasons because a home stadium Super Bowl would have been nice, and I bet that had uh, a lot to do with people buying tickets, but. Um, yeah, we, we go to the playoffs a lot. We've played a lot of playoff games. We do well in them. It's when we get to the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, we just fail to do it. Like, the Vikings had a chance against the 76 Dolphins to ruin their perfect season had the dude just hit a field goal on the 10-yard line, and he missed it wide left. <laughs> and that's just what we do, man. That is just what the Vikings do. You get so used to it, you don't even... Like, you get really angry when it's happening, and then right around, like, two minutes after your anger, you're just like, fuck it. It's just it. This is just what it is. We're, we are just doomed to this fate, so... <laughs> well, it's, it's a fun team to root for, though. They always try. They always try. And they're always pretty good. It's never good enough. Ever, not once. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think in the in the twenty years I've been a Vikings fan, we've had one, uh, like bad season. What, like a four and twelve season, right? But most would qualify that as bad. Most sure every Cleveland season, Browns, and that's record breaking. Yeah, but mo- most every season that I've been a fan, we're either the the worst we've done has been seven wins. Which isn't a good season by any means, but when you're rebuilding, seven wins isn't bad. You're starting with something. How long have you been a fan? Uh, since 1997, so it's 20 so years They've now. had 20 rebuilding years to get up to this point. <laughs> no, not at all, man. You're talking about the ups gone... and downs. Ups and downs, I get it. Oh, yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's not our, – our lows never seem to be, like, basement dwellers. Our lows are, oh, you won seven games this year, so that puts you one game behind third place or, sorry, one game behind second place in the NFC North or whatever. But when we, like, win, we normally do really, like, 13-3 and three is a great record, and then you go to the NFC Championship just shit the bed. God damn it. Unbelievable. Well, it is what it is. Now we're on to the Timberwolves. They're third place in the NF uh, in the NBA and uh, the <laughs> Wild, which hopefully will wake up here pretty shortly. Uh, um, and then obviously we've got the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So um, I'm, I'm not not entirely... we. Frank has the Patriots in the Super Bowl. 
Frank, yeah, I'm I'm one of those bastard fans who have two teams, but I've had two teams since I've watched the NFL. Willem has two teams as well. He's got the Baltimore Ravens and the Minnesota Vikings. I kind of could give a fuck about either, honestly. <laughs> uh, Willem just quit on the NFL, but Willem used to have two teams. They used to be the Vikings and the Ravens. Ed Reed on the Ravens was like Willem's favorite player for a really long time. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> so, but regardless, we, yeah, I, I don't know. We both chose, like, we both enjoy the Vikings. Villain likes the Vikings when they do well. He's a fair weather fan, but it's okay. Ooh, it's bandwagon's not, it's large. Not, the band, the bandwagon's large, and we're all headed for a furnace. It's so not, it doesn't yeah. matter. Jesus, it's Christ. it's not even. I don't know. It's just the every. You got to look at the whole picture, not just the actual sport. You know. <laughs> yeah, for I'm sure. Scared. But I'm the sport serious. distracts you. It distracts you. It's nice. It's a nice <laughs> distraction from the, the concussion. The very people who are the sport is a distraction from the thing itself, like from the NFL. <laughs> sure. What? Yes. Yeah. That's it's, exactly it's, what he meant. So you talk. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Not 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 that the sport is a distraction from the concussion issue. No, or the domestic not violence the issue. issue, the beating kids and wives issue, and. Yeah. All that garbage, that's the real issue, right? I mean... It is, it is, but it's also... That we all just seem to forgive every Sunday. I mean, it's like, for me, it's every Sunday we just kind of, like, sweep that to the side for a little bit while we watch our team. And then it's like, all right, let's let's go back to, like, caring about that now. I don't disagree with the sentiment, but the the overall sort of statistics, right? Like, you've got somewhere in the neighborhood of 3,500 people competing in NFL football on any given year. Um, it's about 100 people. You've got practice squad of about 55. <clears throat> and then you've got your your uh, franchise game day roster. It's about 50 people. So over 32 teams, let's call it 4,000 people because they come in and out of the league, right? So you've got that many players in the league and yes, domestic violence is an issue. Anytime that you're above the societal norm for domestic violence, it is an issue. But then again, the societal norm for the average NFL player isn't like the background that these guys have. And no, nah, I mean that's uh, not. I don't think that's an excuse, really. I don't it's not. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not making an excuse. Hold on. What I'm saying is, is the 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 overall picture of the issue I think needs to be analyzed within context. Because the solution has to come from context. It can't just be domestic violence is bad. Let's beat it into these people. We have to understand that these people come from backgrounds in a lot of cases. I mean, every single person that gets accused of domestic violence in the NFL, either it's some white kid who came from a broken home where his dad beat him, <coughs> or it's it's a kid from the project's that that didn't have any role models growing up and also had severely like impactful relationships with adults. So I like I, I just think yes it's a problem, but no one's no one's talking about like, hey, what's the solution? The solution's counseling. Like if these people come in with backgrounds that are that rough, part of their like rehabilitation program or training program or or whatever from college on, because Mike Gundy has the same issue with his players, Nick Saban has the same issues, needs to be counseling. This new DeAndre Francois, right? 
the dude from uh, Florida State. He's their starting quarterback, NFL prospect, just got accused of, of, of domestic violence. The dude needs he needs help. He needs counseling. But they're all just interested in the money. And, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Villain. That is one. None of that. I, I don't disagree with any of that. I think all of that is correct. The people who have issues with stuff like that, I mean, you know, they're dangerous people and whatever. But, yeah, you should probably first step is to get counseling over being sent to prison or whatever. And I don't disagree with any of that. But I don't really think that's the issue here. I think the issue is an organization who repeatedly encounters these sorts of issues and does little to nothing to uh, do anything about it. And it's like, I know it's not everyone in the league. I know there's a lot of people who work for these organizations and stuff that would be affected by it. But frankly, money talks and your voice is your money. Your power is in who you give your money to. So and I agree. so whether you if you speak out all the time against these issues and like you find issue with the fact that habitually repeatedly people are brought up for beating their kids, beating their wives or whatever it is. I mean, it's their you know whatever fucking fucked up issues these players run into <clears throat> and then it's like oh we're outraged or whatever, but we still tune in every Sunday and we don't ask the bigger question of what the fuck is the NFL doing to finally put an end to a system of that just kind of like turns a blind eye, including us. Like if, if we're being completely honest with ourselves, when we sit down, when it is time to put your money where your mouth is, you sit down, you tune in every Sunday period. So here's, I've had this discussion with Mrs. Brian too, because she had the exact same argument. She's like, I'm not going to sit by, while uh, this this shit's going on, okay, agree. Don't you you don't have to watch, uh, but to put the blame on the players and we all just turn a blind eye is inaccurate as well. Like that's not what we're doing. We're actually people who enjoy watching football are watching football. That's what we're doing. And in like when Frank has his statement of like it's it's fucked up, yes, and some but something needs to be done about it. I, I think the 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 anger and frustration is misplaced on the sport and. And instead of the NFL, which you're touching on the right thing. If you're going to want to put your money where your mouth is, then yes, don't watch the NFL. But don't put it on the sport and say we're all just turning a blind eye. You're not. You're turning a blind eye to repercussions there, of the there NFL. There are people who love the sport. For the sport. I, I love the sport they, for the sport. I could give two <clears throat> shits about yeah. things that happen off the field. But in the rea- I also understand that the reality of life is that you don't turn off what happens off the field once you step onto the field. That doesn't you don't, happen. Yeah, I mean, you don't really get to pick and choose, right? Well, and the but beauty, it's also, okay, hold actually, on, hold on. on. The, beauty, the, beauty of that is, the beauty of that is, and the reason I watch the NFL, especially this year, is because there's a lot of fucking people in America who don't watch the NFL because they don't want to be made to feel uncomfortable when they're black people and white people taking a knee before the game during the national anthem they don't want to address the fact that they are actually standing up and speaking out in the way that they can in the way that they're allowed to and speak up for the injustices they see in their lives so while that is like so i i listen to people like i'm not watching nfl fuck that and you see nfl but on both like, sides broad- on both sides the people who okay donald kneeling? trump take it easy but yeah no, no it's true <laughs> Like the, the the people who supported the kneelers said, "Stop watching because the NFL is against kneelers." Exactly. And on the other side, it was the NFL uh, allows kneeling. Stop watching, and it's like, listen, 
you're not getting to the crux of the issue. These are two people or two groups in a pissing match, and no one's actually bringing the people or holding the people to account. Yes, your money is your vote. What you're talking about here is forcing a system to implement change. Oh, my God. What just happened? I don't know what that was. My, my, is it, <laughs> our soundboard just started playing music, and I don't understand oh, okay. why. Sorry, Bill. You, what you you're saying... talking about is it's not about – it's not a pissing contest. It's that when the NFL starts losing money hand over fist, they're going to panic and immediately address whatever issue – you have that you would like solved. So wouldn't it be great to be able to watch NFL matches and, or sorry, games and uh, not, and, and have a clear conscience and know that you don't have to worry, you know, like that there are mechanisms and safeguards in place for, uh, you know, like protecting people, frankly, when it comes to some of these people that they employ, like knowing that you're not watching a dude that goes home after the game and beats his kid because he lost, or I don't know what the fuck they, you know, but like, and, and it's not even just, I just, I'm just using that as an example, but like, really there's, there's a lot about the NFL that just like, uh, is sure. in a lot of fucked up things. Sure. In the end, that's owners the, calling their players, uh, stock or whatever. I don't even know. I don't remember like literally viewing their players as, I mean, that's about as close as you can get to slavery without actually using the word. Right. Like, uh, well, no, you, I mean, so the, there, that's a whole other issue. If you want to look into uh, <clears throat> the diversity yeah, amongst owners, sports before I went to professional sports on that one. Okay, I'm not saying I'm not saying you that know, the NFL. Shit. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that this guy, the, the you know the what he called his players was essentially like you know his like he viewed his it's players like his as, little own team of gladiators or whatever. Yeah, like that's not that's not. Right, like that's weird, right? I mean, but so, so, so within context for that one, what I would say is, is the players have a players association. Um, the players association has every right to hold them to account and should hold owners like that to account, right? So, the NFL is one of the weakest collectively bargained contracts in professional sports, period. Their guaranteed money is tiny. Um, Everything gets paid out on an incentive basis. It's one of the richest global sports, yet only has 32 teams. Yeah, the number um, of players that play literally paycheck to paycheck is insane. It's astronomical. So it's there are a lot of issues with the NFL. And yes, I agree, they should be addressed. Hell, if someone has the money, Jeff Bezos, whoever to go throw 32 football teams on a field that I could watch instead of the NFL, i do it. The NFL is going to be the NFL regardless of where the, whether you or I it's watch not true. it or not. You don't, you, if, you, if everyone just accepted an institution the way it was, then nothing would ever move forward. The, it is, the fact of the matter but is... Your vo- hold on. Your voice is more powerful being in the conversation. It is in the conversation. My money is always in the conversation. You're, yeah, sort of. That the, might, the, the, the NFL teams that. make most of their money off the TV contract that gets paid whether or not you, you watch. watch. Okay, exactly. fine. But are the TVs going to keep signing? Are the stations going to keep signing contracts if no one's watching the programming? The fact of the matter is that all I have to indicate to the NFL that I expect change, I want them to modernize and adapt, is to say I'm not going to watch you until you do that. Do you have a Nielsen box? 
Uh, no, I don't want that. I well, you get like the mailings, but I mean, I don't even have cable yeah, really. If you, if you don't have a Nielsen box, then it also doesn't matter. And if you don't have so cable, what, it also doesn't matter because AT and T will I mean, pull Nielsen I mean, data from you that. You guys are getting down to semantics, and we can go into that if you want. But I'm not. I'm not getting into semantics. What I'm what? saying is, is no, I'm not. You're saying that you watching is a vote. I'm saying it's not a vote. Yeah, it's me watching, me going to games, me buying merchandise. But when uh, those two, yes, yes, those two for sure. And, and if people, if people want to impact this, no. It's just not a protest. I'm sorry. Like the, the the you watching thing isn't a protest unless people have Nielsen boxes. Yeah, but if more if people, if if I can do it, then yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's if it's a if it's a cross section of uh, society the way that it claims to be, then I'm represented in that demographic somewhere, in some capacity, hopefully. Yes, I, I don't know. Nielsen, and as Nielsen, my little pie increases, which it is going to, more people are thinking like me. I think last year's NFL profits were uh, a clear sign of that. Then that will be represented in Nielsen's ratings. But so will the national anthem Neilgate of 2017. That's the problem. Man. Oh, I mean, why, why is I mean, that a problem? So That's what those people believe. They no, no, no. have yeah. their own voice, and their voice is their money, and you know that's what they choose to speak. I mean, I don't agree you don't with think them. They're going to conflate each other. Yeah, you know, I just think they're going to get drowned out. I don't think enough people agree with them. I think lib- like <laughs> we're always. Moving. That's hilarious, dude. The number of people who do not watch the first quarter of the NFL because they don't want a chance to be made feel uncomfortable by a black man saying with his knees that he I doesn't agree with you. is just fucking saying, insane. As time moves on, I, I believe won't. that that it fucking we have a shithead in office who's going to fucking back that bullshit thinking. For a long time, and that's a, yeah. Like, I mean, Willem, Willem, more years. I, I I don't disagree that you have chances to vote. I totally agree with you on that, and and I also don't disagree that viewership is a vote. I don't disagree with that, but I do think that it's like there's a there's there's a a sort of there's a very choice. Um, like it's it's a selective attitude. Most people would never watch sports if they knew how sports worked. So if you look at cricket, it's one of the most abused, gambled on sports in the world. It's a really big issue in cricket. And I still watch cricket. I still enjoy cricket. Um, it's not my business. If the athletes are competing in an environment that they know way better than I do and they're willing to do it, then they're the ones that need to stand up and fight for it. I'm there. Like I will voice my concerns and I will assist, but I just, I don't think we have the power in that realm that people think that they do. It's not like buying a hamburger from Wendy's. There are so many institutions at play that are outside of anybody's control. Like you think Nike saying, okay, there's too much abuse in the NFL. We don't agree with concussions. Under Armour will be there tomorrow, paying them the exact same amount of money, and then the next sports company will line up. Like the the boycott can't just be on viewing; it can't just be on like hating the sport. Um, I don't I don't know. It is a catch twenty two. I commend you for having the willpower to back out and not watch the games. 
I enjoy watching football and cheering for my team too much to just back out of it, but I'm more than willing to agree with the fact that the pads in the NFL are too strong, and therefore that's the problem. It's a large cause of the concussion issue. We don't teach people how to tackle correctly. That is a large issue. They don't treat people's mental health. They just care about their performance on the field. That's a large issue. Like These are things that need to be dealt with. Um, I'm not in a position to where I can make these changes, but I'm more than willing to have the conversation and, and try to come up with ideas to fix it. I'm just saying the NFL is by far not the only sport that have that issue. Um, soccer's got its own evil, like I, I've transfer stopped. rule issues. And y'all, y'all knew me when we were in college. I used to watch UFC and mixed martial arts a lot, a lot, a lot. Yep. And even after college, watched religiously. I've stopped watching altogether. And, and now that you know, Willem, now that we've started this discussion, I've kind of started thinking about my own viewership and what I'm, what I am for and against, just with viewership. And mixed martial arts is so far down on the list for me now because of the pay gap in uh, just performers. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You can watch one of the best fighters in you know fighting on any given night, and they get paid ten thousand dollars, which seems like you get paid ten thousand dollars for punching somebody in the face, but their take home at the end of that is maybe two grand. And you have somebody who drags on for twenty minutes during a main event. And loses and gets a hundred thousand dollars. That's not right to me as a viewer. Uh, that dude who fought his ass off and, and only got ten thousand dollars, like his career was shortened, and would gain viewership off of his back, and he's not compensated in any way. And you see that over and over and over again every fight card and you're just like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to fucking watch this nonsense. So and and they actively actively prevent unionization of yes. mixed martial art, art athletes. The UFC does, yes. Yeah. What was you, what were you getting to, Ryan? Sorry. No, I was just getting to like I I'm 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 starting I I understand what you're coming from as far as like I'm not gonna put my money, I'm not gonna put my eyes on something that I don't agree with. Which is commendable. I I, so, I mean I, I don't I don't it's just that it's partially a support of it's it's a it's a literal thing to a degree. I, I realize that my voice, however quiet, I, like the difference here is that Frank believes that I basically have no voice. And what I'm, I believe that while my voice quiet in conjunction with several, you know, millions of other people who think like I do uh, creates a bit of a ruckus. Uh, it, so it, that's the literal aspect of it. And then fig- just like not literal support, but like, I just don't feel right sitting there watching it and just like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I find myself like it started off just being like very cynical about the whole thing. Like I would still watch the stuff, but it was like, I, I just kind of like one day was like, am I even enjoying this? Like, I'm just kind of like criticizing everything and being a real bitch about the whole thing. And like, I just kind of stopped watching it because it was just for me, it put me in a negative way. Uh, in my head because I'm just like all I could think about is like we just kind of like are whatever about this shit like every Sunday and it's like you know like we we supposedly care but then we turn around and we don't you know like we don't really do anything about it. I'm with Frank if you honestly feel that way look at what you're look at what you're watching on Saturday 
in college Not football. Just Saturday. I no, mean, I'm, just I'm, talk, I'm talking about professional sports at all. I, I, no, I'm talking about Saturday because that's an easy, easy translation from yeah. what happens on what happens with big time college football teams, and the same shit goes on in the NFL. It's just they're getting paid to do it. You're right, and I've uh, you're right. I have largely stopped watching professional sports. I don't have cable anymore because, like, fuck cable companies. Uh, yeah. I just have my internet. I, I don't know. I, I I still enjoy my OSU football, but it's more about a school pride kind of thing, which kind of you know I is, still find enjoyment is, in that. But the the issue is not that you should, and this is for the listeners as well. Like, do, do if you enjoy something, fucking do it. Like that. That's that's my. Unless it's heroin. No, even that. Fucking do it. Just don't do it and then put someone else's life in danger. I don't give a fuck if you want to just, you know, off yourself on heroin one night. Do you do that? Do you off yourself with heroin? I don't know. I don't know how heroin works. <laughs> you want to John Belushi yourself and do a speedball. <laughs> yeah, like, what, whatever. That's it's fucking to each his own. I'm not man. trying to guilt anyone else into doing any of well, this. That's and, not I'm just No, like, I'm I'm calling out the fact that even, my side, you know? even Villem, like if you like, if you literally enjoy, if you really watch, like enjoy watching college football, watch it. I don't give, I don't give two fucks. And yeah. you know what? I, like honestly, kind of to Frank's point, the shit's gonna go on regardless. However, having these conversations in the open where other people might hear them might start the dialogue going of like, hey, this is kind of fucked up. I mean, that's why people stop talking about uh, NFL and kneeling around me because I would talk ad nauseum like, oh, does it make you feel uncomfortable? Does it make you question whether these people are real patriots? They fucking played football their entire lives. They know nothing about like standing up and fighting for, for what they believe in, right? Oh, oh, no, they absolutely do. That's why they chose to take a knee to get people to ask them a question so they can yeah. tell you what their their opinions are. Because otherwise, you tell them to shut the fuck up and play football. But now you've got a platform for them to actually talk on, and now you're pissed off because it makes you uncomfortable. So people stop talking to me about people kneeling down well, before football games. What's more hilarious about the whole thing is the national anthem didn't used to be a thing until yeah. 2001. <laughs> and yeah. then it became this Well, thing. it was a thing, but it was only at May... Like, at, it was it was before every every sporting event. It was just never yeah, televised. Yeah, the teams didn't come out. Yeah, it the was teams never... also didn't come out. It yes. was played for the fans, and then the teams came out. Unless uh, actually, I, I think in hockey super... they always did it if a Canadian team played. But I'm pretty sure if then you... they played both, and I think they always come out for the national. If you go hockey. back, I'm pretty sure f- Super Bowls are as well or were as well because if you look back at the 1992 Super Bowl where Whitney Houston sang the national anthem, and it was right after Desert Storm was quote unquote won, but I guess not because we went back. Uh, that one. I'm pretty sure the players were on the field then. Anyway. But it used to be this thing. Like, players on the field for the National Anthem used to be a thing. Now it's like they just do it ad nauseum. It's fine. It's adopted from international events because, hey, we do that in rugby. It is what it is. We don't do it in rugby for the National Anthem. We do it for international anthems and international matches. But regard, it's a cool tradition. Don't get me wrong. It's a cool tradition. But the reason... Don't, that get, don't get mad at people protesting. Like, it's it's got a it's, cynical edge as to why why they're doing it now. Yeah, but the same reason that I wouldn't get mad uh, for for Villain's form of protest. Like, I don't necessarily think it's the most effective form um, for a person who has not really bought NFL tickets and merchandise and all that stuff. Like, um, I think speaking out is more effective. So speaking out against it, like you did tonight, I think that's very effective. Um, 
I, I don't think, I think the people that we're trying to reach to do these actions need to do more than not watch the game. Like, it's more like, hey, don't buy jerseys because, you know, the NFL pays players mm-hmm. based on jersey sales. Don't buy your tickets. Don't buy your NFL Sunday ticket, right? Like, these things that are actual revenue sources. Because the NFL is in a locked-in broadcasting deal for 10 years, every rolling 10-year period. And they have their so own station at this point. So it's Yeah, and a, a blip on the radar and dropped in dropped viewership it, it like in my mind and i i could very well be wrong i do not understand Probably statistics other are. than they come from the nielsen boxes so the nielsen boxes need to tune out and i've got a feeling if you've got a nielsen box you probably also don't support kneeling <laughs> so because you're probably old well, no, uh, AT&T. I don't know very many people that are young that have Nielsen bonds. AT&T. But I just don't really know AT&T. that the thing is that ad companies pay for ad for airtime. And in order to have some sort of degree of accuracy to their, you know, advertising numbers, they have to make sure that that There's data There's got to be a demographic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, also companies like AT&T. If you have a digital streaming service, you're automatically your information is pulled via Nielsen, and I'm pretty sure the oh, same goes for Nielsen. for Verizon, aka Frontier, as well. Because I, I had to sign a, a release with AT and T to have uh, content streamed to my mobile devices, <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure when I signed up, that was part of the end user agreement that you have to sign before you can even okay. receive service. The other the other thing that they're, I mean. You're never going to be able to just start with stop going to NFL games, stop buying jerseys. That's a much bigger leap for people than saying don't watch on Sundays. I mean, honestly, me. I don't see how people fucking afford to go to an NFL game, especially in Dallas. But uh, that I, I, I don't either. I, I that's beyond me. So if you've got a couple hundred dollars to drop on you and your and your girl to go to a fucking Sunday night game, I don't. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, uh, Villam, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I think that's a good statement. It's, it's, well, I think it's an accurate statement. It's obviously a good statement, but it's accurate in the fact that you, it's small steps. So not, not, not viewing. Yes, that's definitely important. Um, Do you, as a first step, I, I think if, if this is going to work and people want to actually impact change, they need to take much more drastic steps and people need to be playing in front of like, I don't know, 10,000 seat, uh, well, 10,000 people in empty arenas or stadiums in, in, in the NBA and in, in the NFL. Well, the NBA doesn't have nearly this issue, but the NFL for sure. Um, no, it's also NBA, because the NBA has what? an awesome players association. The NBA's player association, along with the MLB, they pay their players well. They are, are, are um, collectively bargained correctly and they actually do an entire one month mental health like how to be an nba player session before these people come into the nba it's a massive deal like and if you don't attend this rookie orientation for the nba you're not eligible to play um and they do a mental health evaluation that's why people like ron artest are a dime a dozen in the nfl but Ron Artest is still known as the guy who fought someone on the court in the NBA, and it really you hasn't mean a happened. Fan. <laughs> he fought a fan. <laughs> he fought a fan. So, so I, I mean, there you just basically proved my exact point, which is that these are institutional things that are institutionalized yeah. things 
that instead of fixing and are clearly fixable and clearly you can do something about it, the NFL doesn't want to spend the money, put in the effort or the time to actually improve their league. So I think it is very much worth being outraged about and withholding viewership and ticket sales and whatever the fuck else ways people support the NFL. I don't disagree. And and quite frankly, if you tune if you don't tune into the Super Bowl, that's probably going to be more impactful than a week to week games. Um which I yeah, I, I, I mean the Super Bowl last year either. The ads are pretty good. The ads are pretty good. The ads have gotten shit. And frankly, you can watch the ads online every online time. next day all at once. Or, or right now for some companies. You guys want to <laughs> Well, okay. Let's let's uh, okay. let's get off. I, I, I agree with your points. I don't have the willpower to not watch the league. Um or to not watch football. Like I enjoy watching football and I'm the not same way. Trying to but no, no, you're no, trying to football it's, shame it's, me right now. The right thing to do is to withhold money. Um, I just disagree that viewership is is that large component. Like I think there's a large component here that doesn't really get addressed. Right? It's like stop watching. Da da da. That's like the solution for all this stuff. No, because you still have Joe Schmo going out buying his four NFL jerseys for the year or buying his one ticket to the game. That's that's where the actual change will happen, and that's you'll notice. You never saw, with however much kneeling was taking place, people leaving. Mike Pence was the only guy, and he made a big show of it, leaving the game when the kneel took place. Okay? That never took place. Why? Because they enjoy the sport. So if you want to put pressure on them to change it, people need to actually do that. Um, or, quite frankly, Congress needs to, needs to step in and force them to do it. Um, that's That has happened in baseball um, before. Uh, with steroids and could very well happen in the NFL. If it's, if, if the stats are and maintain um, the way that they have been, you're talking about concussions, right? No, uh, concussions are a different. It's no, it's I mean, you're, t- you're talking about health. You're not talking about kneeling, right? I'm not talking about kneeling. Okay, no. sorry. So I'm, I'm talking I'm about sure. the, the abuse and, and like concussions are difficult because these are voluntary, uh, actions that a human being takes now knowing fully the risks and the risks keep getting worse right like well no i don't think having your brain here's, rattled here's not a the, concussion is enough to end but it. here's the here's the issue what what is the them knowing enough because if it's sitting through a, a 30 minute seminar when they're a rookie and they just got their first nfl contract signed that is not enough because that's what they currently disagree. do with like money Dangle management a couple million in front of someone and they'll make a bad decision. Yeah. I can give a shit. I've never seen this much money before in my life and I don't plan on mm-hmm. being here for very long. So let's knock this thing out. So I was going to move on ahead. So we don't beat this, uh, brain dead horse. No, just last thing, leather helmets, bring those back and you'll see how quickly these pussies become pussies again. I don't think NFL players are pussies by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, they're, I, they're, I, human. I, no, no, they are humans. Uh, but, they are not pussies by any stretch of the imagination. Human gladiators is what I should have said. Okay. Become pussies. I don't, because I still you will don't never, think... ever, ever go in for a, what is the equivalent of a sting spear? Not a sting spear. God damn it. I, yeah, I fucked you that fucked that up. way up. Just don't. Um, Goldberg's spear. Goldberg's spear. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. Um, that's terrible. On someone. 
it's not possible. Like that that hurts so much if you don't have the pads that the NFL has. That's why rugby players don't do it. It hurts like a lot. Meh. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta put some sacrifice on the line, Frank. What you yeah, would see right. that, what right. you would see then are first people, time they do it, they're gonna be like, Don't do that. <laughs> you would just see people dying. That's what's gonna happen. Okay, so I'm gonna play this and I give a shit. I I'm ready to fucking move along here. Hear ye, it's time for a beer count. Listen to this track. Beers. Uh, Frank, I saw you pour yourself another glass of Pinotage. Yeah, so it's uh, glass number two. I, I actually switched. Um, I had one glass of Pinotage, and I'm having a Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles. Um, it's called Unwind. I'd give it a solid 6 out of 10. The reason, like, wine that I'd buy again has to at least get a 7. I give it a 6. reason I give it a 6, it's got a sweet finish. Um, so it, it, it does taste like they supplemented it with something. Or it was a year that just wasn't quite there for the cab. Um, it's a 2014 Paso Robles normally makes a really dry finish cab. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of detail, but, yeah, good. Unwind. I normally enjoy it. Um, you should be able to find it in most spots. Hmm. Right around 12 to 15 bucks, depending on where you go. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Villem, what, uh, what number are you on? You switched over uh, to the Pinotage. About to crack open number two. No, numero dos. Of and the same beer. Still Uber Ouroboros. Ouroboros? Yeah. Ouroboros. Ouroboros. So uh, that, I was going to bring up earlier that that name is apparently pretty popular in beer. There's like three breweries in Texas and Oklahoma that all make a beer with that exact name. And none of the, like only Anthems is a stout. That's weird. Apparently it's some Belgian word or something, something, something. I don't know. Revolver, revolver down in. I honestly, I have no connection. I just know that there's a lot of different, like there's a lot of different beers. words at this point. Well, no, I just know there's a lot of different beers, and I have I found no connection to style, structure, or anything to the name. There's, so, Urboro, you think was just a concocted no I mean, New World Order craft beer yes, style? Illuminati was involved. No, that's what I thought. The I thought that too. Immediately, Revolver makes a a beer called Ouroboros, and I thought it was a stout because I thought that was where the name was, you know, linking to. No, for sure, it's not. It is a Belgian golden ale that is aged on. Oh, I'm sorry, it's their blood and honey that's aged on tequila barrels with <laughs> with salt and lime added, and it straight up tastes like a like a generic margarita. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So That's, yeah, uh, it, it's an interesting drink. I it does not sound very good. It to was be honest. It was actually really, really good, but it was not what I was expecting. So I couldn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. Okay. Anyway, uh, well, I still have your um, Mountain Dew alcohol, no beer, whatever oh, the, thing in my fridge. Not your father's Mountain Ale. Yeah, you should yeah, definitely I, drink that. It's really good. The, I'll give it a whirl. I'm on number beer number three tonight after the Cigar City. I also had uh, Firestone Walker's Leo versus Ursus, their Wookus, which is part of their rotating series. 
Wookus is actually a beer that they retired a couple of years back. It's called Wookie Jack, which is a black rye IPA. Anyway, this that is this beer, so it's a black rye IPA, but it's also unfiltered. It's is that like so the thing? good. It's so good. I mean, this beer was canned mid month last month, and it didn't get released because it was too hoppy. <laughs> All right, this beer is it's phenomenal. It pours pitch black, and it tastes like just a big pine cone. It's great. Uh, now on my beer number three, which is uh, from Goose Island, it's part of their Cooper project. And Cooper, obviously, if you're uh, into some beer and wine stuff, you know this is part of their barrel project. So this one is style number three, or uh, release number three. It is a barrel-aged porter, aged in bourbon barrels for three months. And this beer is, uh, it's, it caught me off guard. It's really goddamn good. I'm not usually a fan of porters. They're usually really thin for me. This beer is really, really good. The bourbon barrel helped helped it out a lot. It's got this nice, like, chewy mouthfeel, and uh, really holds up to the booze at eight point. What are we looking at for the price point? So this bottle is a twelve ounce bottle. Usually, you see these things. I mean, you see Goose Island. You see the little flag on there and barrel age. You're thinking probably fifteen dollars. This bad boy is four ninety nine. I'm a big fan of this. And if you remember back a couple of weeks ago, I had a Baltica uh, Russian Imperial Stout from Russia, from Mother Russia, and it was a bigger bottle for four ninety nine, and it tasted like straight up dog shit. So I am much happier with this purchase. Awesome. Uh, I wish I would have picked up more because it's it's really enjoyable. Anyway, uh, speaking of enjoyable, I also brewed a beer this last weekend, which Frank was uh, in town to see the the remnants of the very very the end cleanup. Of. It was the cleanup, really. Liter- yeah, really and truly, it was a cleanup. He helped open the door so I can put the beer in the kegerator so it would cool down yep. while we went to dinner. Um, I made. I'm, I'm trying to stay good to my uh, my brew year's resolution and uh, brew more beer this year. And my goal is, is to brew 12 beers this year. doesn't matter. I'm putting it 12 beers because I understand that some months it's probably not going to happen, but at least averaging out one five-gallon batch a month. So I figured I'd go ahead and knock this one out so I get January taken care of. Uh, I tried to brew a big Russian Imperial Stout, missed it. So uh, <laughs> I came in really low on gravity uh, for the original gra- the starting gravity. So, I think I'm going to have a little fun with this beer. I'm going to let it ferment out. It should come out to be about 7% alcohol, roughly. So I think That's I'm a gonna... good stout style, yeah. Well, yeah, American stout, yes. But uh, the the ingredients that I put in there were to uh, hold up to a much more substantial beer. So, okay. uh, I think what I'm going to do is take a couple gallons off once it's done fermenting in a couple of weeks. I'll pull a gallon off and I'll put it on coffee. I'll take another gallon off and I'm going to put it on cherries. And I'll take another gallon off and we'll do something real fun and funky with it. So, maybe maybe wine barrel age it even at low ABV. Just see what the tastes are. Because my goal, my goal for this project was to brew a beer that I can drink next Christmas. Christmas of 2018. So I wanted to make like a 10.5% beer that'll age well. It'll be ready to go. But missed it. So we're going to try again next month, maybe with a big barley wine or uh, I may just go a cream ale so I have something in my kegerator. But that's my that's my homebrew update. I don't want to keep you guys too long. If you don't give a shit, you don't care. But no, so that's I, hold on. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the listeners. Uh, if y'all don't care, uh, get on board, get woke because uh, 
anybody that comes to my house for the next 12 months is basically going to be drinking homebrew along with some cellared beers. So, Oh, you're on a month to month, at least brewing one thing a month. Yes. At least average that. So if I miss a month, that means the next month I've got to brew two. Okay. Which I've gone, my record is brewing five times in four weeks. That's my, that's my record. I had five beers fermenting at the same time at my house, uh, at our rental house back in little Elm. That's pretty awesome. What street and uh, street number? Well, I could give that to you, <laughs> but I'll leave you with this. It was back when I thought I was going to start a brewery. <laughs> That's uh, that, I was I was brewing test batches to uh, send out to people. So I mean, that is a lot of brewing. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of beer. It was a lot of work, especially with a newborn child at the time. So I could imagine. Yeah. This is a lot happening. Well, so I mean, I I will say that the. Well, what was it, a couple weeks back when I had your homebrew? Yes. Um, st- I still have one. It was a very good beer. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to tasting the stout because I think that's going to be very good as well. I, um, I I I like I I like brewing. It's kind of my like moment of zen, where I can just do I can do recipe formulation and I can do some things based on a a strict schedule that makes me yeah. happy. Uh, and oddly enough, I do like cleaning things regardless of how pissed off I might look while I'm doing it. I really enjoy cleaning things. makes me happy to take something that's absolutely disgusting and make it nice and shiny. So uh, there's some, there's some weird parts of my life that get great enjoyment out of brewing a beer. Um, I also, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, I'll keep y'all updated as I brew throughout the year and, uh, I'll keep you updated on the Instagram page. Where uh, where we'll be posting all the pics, all the uh, the real nerdy pics will probably go on the Instagram story. So be sure you check out daily because those things go away in 24 hours. That sometimes even quicker. No, it's 24 hours. I've got them timed. Oh, is it? Yeah. So uh, again, go to Instagram. Our handle is at No Beer Left Cast on Instagram. It's at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter. It is facebook.com backslash no beer left behind. And be sure to go to no beer left behind.com. From there, you can also go straight to the iTunes page. Be sure to subscribe, tell a friend to subscribe. And then if you haven't already, please leave us a review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, drink some good beer this week. That's my challenge, my challenge to our listeners. Drink something good and. Uh, Buy something, if you're at the liquor store and you're looking at your normal pickup and you say to yourself, WWBD, what would Brian do? Pick up the one thing that you wouldn't normally pick up. Pick up that Belgian beer that you're like, "Ah, that's $9 a bottle. Pick it up. Try it. Let us know what you think, okay? And then if it's bad and I could have told you that it was bad, you should listen to me. You probably should have just checked out our Instagram page to see if you should drink it or not. So anyway, for, yes, Frank, you leaned in hard. Always reach out on Instagram to ask him for beer requests. No, please do. It'll be his new job. You can slip into my DMs over on the gram. So for Brian here in North Texas, I'm out. Later, guys. Thanks for listening. Till next time. For Frank in Austin, Steve Mnuchin's an asshole. I'm out. Beer!